When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And my name is Ben Bullen. I write some videos here. Fantastic. Ben, you know what? I'm going to start out with uh, something completely off topic today. Really? Yeah. Surprise for you. All right. uh, Um, Nothing nothing really strange. No cannibal jokes or anything. It's strange, but it's not a joke. Okay. Good. Good. This is something. Were you you out today at lunch? Did you go outside? Uh, No. I don't really go outside. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't. That explains the fangs. No, I... um, Got something that I, I spotted in the parking lot today. I actually pulled my car over behind it, got out, and looked at it. What was it? In the parking lot. This is right here in our building okay. in the parking lot. There's a car for sale. It's a 1984 Buick Electra hearse was in the parking lot today. And it might still be there, so we can go check it out later. Oh, we have to go. 93,000 miles. I don't have any price on this thing. Oh. Uh, there was no price listed, but it was in sort of rough condition, a little rusty. Mm-hmm. Here's what's interesting about this hearse. And this is, I mean, other than it's a hearse. There's that. Yeah. It's kind of a, you know, flat black. Has the the side windows with curtains and everything, you know, the white curtains and everything. Nice. Again, interior's pretty rough. Looked like it had some kind of crazy audio system, like amplifiers and subwoofers and everything inside. Wow. Here's the crazy part. The back end had about a foot or a foot and a half of a coffin welded to the rear gate. So it looks like it's poking through the gate of the uh, of the hearse. Why would I? I know, and this is sticking out into the traffic area where I was uh, where I was driving by. So of yeah. course it caught my attention. We were trying to park exactly. Yeah. So it's got this metal bit of coffin sticking out of the back of the uh, of the rear gate. You know, the big single piece mm-hmm. rear gate. Interesting car. I thought I'd just mention that it's out there, and you might want to take a look. But I don't know if anybody's ever seen anything like that. We've we've done an episode on hearses. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we got a lot of good response about that one. Mm-hmm. I, I think people find them interesting. I really want one. It's pretty cool looking. I mean, my wife would kill me if I came home with that, but uh, it's pretty neat. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's just a, a matter of utility. Yeah. Well, so, anyways, I thought I'd mention that I saw it, but 
Let's get on to today's topic. How about that? Right. We're going to throw you guys a plot twist. This yeah. is not an episode about hearses. We no. just think they're cool. No. Just stuff I see. <laughs> um, stuff I see by yeah, Scott that's Benjamin. Right. That's right. Maybe we'll start that or something. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, today's topic is going to be about off-roading. Oh, and finally. We're doing an off-roading topic. Exactly. And this is going to get uh, one listener very excited because um, Ryan has uh, requested this three times. Mm-hmm. Listener Ryan. Long-time listener Ryan. Um, anyways, he made three separate requests of us, and you know, we wrote back and said, well, we're thinking about it. We're going we're mm. to do something soon. And you know, it's, kind of, it's going to be, again, once again, I had to use this example, but um, like we did with the motorcycles and then we did yep. with the, uh, the dragsters recently, mm-hmm. um, we're just going to kind of touch on this topic first. And Ryan, I promise you we'll do more of this, and we're going to get into you know, some of the, the things like the gear involved in the, this business the sport right. or the, yeah. um, uh, the, you know, the activity. Uh, we're also going to get into specific models and things like that mm-hmm. maybe and, uh, you know, testing and, you know, whatever that, that involves. But um, it's just a start. So, you know, this is kind of uh, in, in our rotation of topics now. Sure. And, and we'll think about off-roading a little more often than we did before. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, let's just kind of... The basics. Jump, yeah, just jump into it. The okay. basics. And yeah. uh, we're not going to, again, don't cover everything. Just kind of what's out there and mm-hmm. what, what people do. All right, so off-roading really is uh, a title that is sort of an umbrella term that encompasses a couple different things. Off-roading just means driving on unpaved ground. Smashing up nature. Smashing up nature, yeah. possibly. Yep. Possibly uh, there is a debate about that. Squirrel crushing. Squirrel crushing is fine with me. No, no, come on. I'm just kidding. Are you kidding? The squirrels oh, no, will no. rise up, You know up, what? I, oh, darn it. I was going to bring the words to Canyon Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, the Simpsons. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, ah, shoot. Uh, Squirrel smacking, maybe that's it. I, I don't know. I'll have to think about we'll it. We'll work on it. Um, yeah. So, okay, off-roading, driving on unpaved ground. Well, heck, you could do that in anything, right? That is sort of correct. But is it a good idea to do it in everything? No, because you need to have, uh, you need to have a couple things. You need to have traction. You need to have a vehicle, preferably, that, that rides a little higher than you know your average ah. Ferrari, right? Yep. Read my mind. Am I reading your mind? Yeah. All right. Yep, that's good. No, keep going. I'm, I'm glad. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm oh, just okay. Checking things off that you're mentioning. Right, so <laughs> okay. Um, so okay. Uh, when you drive off road, you can drive in uh, many different locales. You can go. There's uh, sand dune driving. Sure. Right, which yep. is very popular in the Middle East and awesome. And have you done it? I've been where people are doing it. I've not done it myself. It seems I'll so cool. Later. Okay. It's really cool. <laughs> you were just, you were at a party and someone said, hey, <laughs> come to the backyard. Something like that. <laughs> Vacation spot. And then, of course, um, my favorite is uh, mud bogging. Ah. Or we, we call it mud bogging, but mm-hmm. that's uh, down south of Atlanta um, where some of my formative years were spent. We used to do that because that's a quickly growing area, so there are a lot of hunting trails, but then there are also a lot of subdivisions that were just sort of uh, roughly cleared, mm-hmm. and then you could drive off and up oh, and down so these hills. The and stumps stuff. are gone, but uh, yeah. the hills are still there? Every time we went, we got stuck, and really? I, I began to suspect that that was the point. And that's where the uh, the winches and the toe yeah. straps and all that come We in. didn't, oh man, no, we were kids. We didn't have, We didn't <laughs> think that far ahead. And Another I, truck, maybe? I was never driving. Oh, okay. And yeah, because we broke a rule of... Uh, mud bogging that we should probably get to or off-roading in general um which, like always swim in pairs is that yeah the, uh, it's the buddy system yeah. yeah if you're going in there it would be nice to have somebody else driving another truck 
Because <laughs> one of you guys gets stuck. But I just remember, man, being up to my knees in mud, trying desperately to push this truck with this, this my other buddies next to me. 5,000-pound truck <laughs> yeah, in right, the mud. Right. And I'm in shape, but I'm no Superman. And uh, oh, don't sell and, yourself short. And we were yelling. We were, we were yelling at each other, put the rock under the wheel. <laughs> put it under the wheel. Do it now. And, Great uh, plan. How about uh, a little bag of kitty litter? Would that have worked? <laughs> Ah, just kidding. That's usually like the uh, the snow ice. Yeah, I I don't I don't think at that point it would have. No, you know? probably not. No, maybe no. if it was super. You needed absorbent. like logs and boulders mm-hmm. and things. But so you've done mud bogging mm-hmm. or what do you call it? Mud bogging, mudding. Yeah, that's what we call it down there. But um, mudding is probably more popular. Okay. All right. Yeah. What about rocks? There's also like rock crawling. Never. Never. I've yeah. seen some really interesting rock crawling videos online. Uh, there's also rock racing. Mm-hmm. which is uh, just the same thing, only faster, which seems kind of crazy to me. But um, rock crawling, very cool. And also, I would say probably the toughest of the of the different types we're talking you about. You think so? I think so because there's more, you know, um, mud is soft. Yeah. Sand is soft. Um, the one we haven't mentioned yet, uh, green laning, you know, just driving on vegetation and stuff, hmm. also soft. Rocks are not. Ah, yeah, good point. But you know, the, hopefully the driver's protected. They've got the sure. uh, they've got you know these rock crawling vehicles. They they're very well. They're highly specialized. They're mm-hmm. made just for that. So they've got mm-hmm. these in- incredible angle of approach. You know, the wheels are right out at the front of the the vehicle, so they can climb. Looks like sheer cliffs. Yeah, they're amazing. They really are. If you get online and, and search YouTube for videos about rock crawl rock crawling, mm-hmm. it's another one I have trouble with. How about That's rural rock crawling? Rural rock crawling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could try that. But um, no, it, there's some really good good videos out there of this stuff. Mm-hmm. What about um, swamp buggies? Swamp, swamp buggies? Yeah, we could it, do a whole episode on I, those. I remember clearly, like, I think it, oh boy, I want to say ABC's Wide World of Sports or something like that. I remember watching this on network television before, a uh-huh. uh, long, long time ago. I haven't seen it since. I, I tried watching a couple of videos online. Um, I saw a few, you know, from, it was, I think it was in Florida. Naples, Florida. Okay. Uh, they have a big competition there, but um, these swamp buggies are unbelievable. They look like boats when they get going, the the, yeah. the pro class anyways, whatever they call those. The, the real long ones, these are, again, like 20, 25-foot-long vehicles. Um, real thin, tall tires, and there's a there's a swamp, and it's mostly water. It's got a uh, kind of like the, the shape of an eye of a needle, maybe. You start out, mm-hmm. um, you head down a straight, you go around a loop, and then come back, ending on the same straight that you started on. Ah, and uh, there are ditches and, and things along the way and bumps on the way. And alligators. Does it, and alligators, yeah, yeah, that's right. But uh, you don't have to worry about that in this class because these guys seem to be on top of the water the whole time. I mean, they're they're going that fast. Like it's uh, twin rooster tails from the wheels or uh-huh. quad rooster tails, I guess. Um, I don't know how they see where they're going, if, especially if you're the second driver. If you're in a, in a race with another driver, I don't know yeah. how they see where they're going. But um, there's other series that race in there. I saw some Jeep vehicles going through. Uh, the mud bogs as well, uh, the swamps rather, mm-hmm. and uh, they were they were conforming to the bottom surface of the of the swamp. So everybody, you know, everybody's driving along kind of fine. You know, it's maybe two three feet deep. Suddenly, it's five feet deep, or um, maybe even deeper. I don't know. I couldn't tell the scale from the vehicles, mm-hmm. but you know, the intakes are really high on these things. The exhausts are really high on them, so that you know they can go in water, you know, practically up to the driver's neck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really bizarre to see these guys going through these uh, these swamps. Yeah, I didn't know it got up to the neck. Yeah, it seems. I mean, it seems like it. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. maybe I'm off on the neck, but I mean, it goes mm-hmm. way up on the driver because you know these are wide open jeeps. Right. And um, it, it's really 
bizarre to see the whole vehicle submerged and them still kind of plodding along and they're in a race they've got seven or eight cars around them or jeep vehicles around them mm-hmm. um interesting anyways i think and, it's kind of cool and com- and so uh so indicative of how different all of these types of off-roading are mm-hmm. because you know this is pretty much semi-aquatic when we're talking about mm-hmm. the swamp races and uh also rock crawling man i you know i figured it out i could do it if it was low <laughs> to the ground i don't think i'm actually scared of heights i think i'm scared of going uphill so you're maybe <laughs> that's right so, yeah. so if we were <laughs> yeah. on a mountain trying this yeah. well, i don't know if i would sign well, on to you, it you're uh, you're talking about the video we saw yesterday aren't you yes the terrifying video terrifying it is scary because um you know i've I've been to this vacation spot in michigan called silver lake Mm -hmm. and silver lake uh, has it's a state burn park has sand dunes and you can climb as long as you have an off-road vehicle sticker which is uh distributed by the in michigan this is true anyways uh the dnr sells you an off-road vehicle sticker as long as your vehicle conforms or meets these you know standards Mm -hmm. um you have to have an off-road vehicle sticker and you have to in the sand dune situation it's what's called a um i want to say scramble is that the name of it? Um, it's not a trail. It's a scramble area, which is like um, the idea is that you can go anywhere. There's not a set trail. And oh, yeah. Imagine on a sand dune, you know, people just kind of going everywhere. The, the problem with that is that when you crest a dune, you don't know what's on the other side unless you have some way of seeing that. So they have a um, – outside of the sand dune area, they have a, a bar, just a, a wooden post set up. And you have to have an orange flag that touches that post as you drive underneath it. And there's a, a, a state – dnr person there making sure that your vehicle or your, uh, your yeah. flag touches that so you can kind of you get a little bit of a heads up that the vehicle's over the sand dune that's interesting um, but people take everything out there any kind of sand specific like sand buggies that you've probably seen the rail open mm-hmm. rail cars um they make they make you know homemade vehicles that they take out there um which some of them are really crazy some of them don't work at all some of them <laughs> work a little bit some of them are great yeah uh, there's four wheelers there's three wheelers there's mm. uh trucks people try to take Anything and everything out there. It's, anything it's really goes fun. in the sandlot. Yeah, exactly. And they have these competitions that are called hill climb competitions. Yes. And this is climbing uphill in the sand. So have you ever tried to walk uphill in the sand? Yes. Now try imagine imagine trying to drive uphill in the sand. Uh, and let's let's just point out, yeah, maybe I might have some issues with hills. I admit it. But this thing was on a, easily a seventy degree angle. Yeah. This yeah. this it looked like a wall of sand. Well, the the video that you're talking about, it's on YouTube, and I, yeah. I, I, I don't know what they call it. I, I should have looked up the exact name of it, but uh, it's this insane sand climbing, hill climbing mm. uh, video, and there's a kind of a white, gray truck. And I think it, it was looks, a rover. It, rover. It was, yeah, it looked like a rover. Yeah. Um, very, it looks, you're from a far distance away. Sure. It does look like it's climbing up a sheer cliff that is made out of sand. I know that's not possible. It's got to have some slope to it, but mm-hmm. the guy almost makes it to the top turns sideways and then flips over on his side and you think oh this is the end he's yeah. going to roll over 100 times on mm-hmm. the way to the bottom because he's so tiny compared to this mountain mm-hmm. and then somehow it flips back up he catches it just the right angle and accelerates back down the hill it's it's unbelievable yeah that was a long shot it's, too sand sand dune climbing is exciting to watch because some of these guys go so fast at the top they're they're able to power up the sand dune so fast that they they jump the top mm-hmm. um others you know, come really, really close, and you know you're pulling for them. The whole crowd cheering. You know, no luck. Others yeah. make it halfway. Some of them make you know a couple of feet up the hill before they get stuck, and they just dig in. Um, just a variety of everything. It's really cool. Because now I think we can talk about 
some of the science behind why people get stuck, why uh. people don't get all the way up the hill. Um, we mentioned traction about how important traction is, you know, just the, the grip of your tires um, will really decide whether or not you get out of the situation you find yourself in. Mm -hmm. And that also uh, takes into consideration the momentum of your vehicle. Um, like, as you said earlier, Scott, when these people are trying to drive up this wall of sand, and honestly, it's crazy. I, it I, it I, looks crazy, but they often make it. They do. There was another car at the top just yeah. hanging out. And so the momentum and the traction are important, but also, and some people would say equally important, are the angles of the vehicle. Hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about? I do. We mentioned it before. We mentioned the approach angle, the depart. Uh, the departure angle and the breakover angle. So just think of it this way. Approach angle is the front of your vehicle. Departure angle is the back. And breakover angle is, for any of our listeners who have already been off-roading, breakover angle is that part where there's something under the vehicle and you're kind of tottering. That's when you're right at the uh, the <laughs> vertex, that's, right? That's when you're you're stuck right on the uh, mm -hmm. on the boulder or on the stump on that the you stump tried to try to cross. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I understand. Or, or on the top of the muddy hill. Ah, yes. And you start looking around at your friends and saying, We're going to flip. We're going to flip. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody move. <laughs> just get everybody ready. Get to the front of the car. And everybody <laughs> jump out at the same time. Yeah, and it's like there's a bear or something. It's this like, will remain work. calm. <laughs> very slowly shift your weight to the front of the vehicle. Nobody move. Yeah, so what, uh, how does this angle of approach and departure work? Um, well, the angle of approach is... Um, it, the best example of this I can think of is the rock climbing uh, mm -hmm. vehicles because the wheels are set way to the front, you know, the front corners and the rear corners of the vehicle. And that's so that, um, you know, the front end of the vehicle, let's say norm in a normal car, if you look at it, the, the, um, or truck even, uh, there's a lot of overhang before you get to the front of the, the actual front end of the vehicle where the, uh, um, the grill is. Mm -hmm. So what you want is to be able to climb a sheer surface without striking that surface with the body of the vehicle first. You want the wheels to contact it first and be allowed to climb up and over. Mm -hmm. um, without, you know, without the wheels touching first, you're just bumping against it and that you're going to push whatever it is in front of you. You're going to try to push it. Same thing with the rear end of the vehicle. Um, you want the, the body of the vehicle to be able to come off of that um, so, well, so whatever the possible. obstacle is yeah. if it's a boulder if it's a log whatever it is you want to be able to come off of that that obstacle without the the rear end of the vehicle getting hung up so you mm -hmm. have to pull it off and uh you know the departure angle of course that's you know the teetering that we just mentioned oh that you mean so, the the breakover oh, i'm sorry the breakover yeah. that's right breakover and, is yeah and so a good way to test for these angles uh you can with your car parked preferably on a non-paved surface preferably before you get stuck yeah. You can figure out a little bit better what your angle is by taking a, a straight edge of some sort and then putting it um, for your approach angle, just put it under the front tire and then pull up until you hit the bumper mm -hmm. uh, under the car and then bam, that's your approach angle. Very good. And uh, if chances are, unless you have a, a high riding vehicle already, you're going to realize that it's very easy to overestimate yeah. your vehicle's abilities. A tall, a tall curb would a, hang up most vehicles really that's true uh, most cars some trucks suvs mm -hmm. um when when we talk about the vehicles that we're talking about these off-road specific vehicles mm -hmm. a lot of them are custom made they've you know the lift is very important they've got huge tires on them huge tires. Um, a lot of modifications that maybe we'll get into in some future podcast mm -hmm. 
Um, again, there's just a lot to a lot to deal with these, and there's there's also commercial vehicles that we're not even touching. Um, those are off-road vehicles that are constant off-road. They're not uh, they're not ever meant to be on the highway. They're construction vehicles, um, well, some mining vehicles and and uh, sure. you know logging vehicles, things like that. Um, and, and you know that's not even to mention you know the ranch trucks that end up being living on off-road surfaces their whole life. Right. Um, snowmobiles. That's another off. Snowmobiles. That's a good one. Hovercraft. Um, a lot of motorcycles, you know, like motocross. Okay, cycles. okay, I'll count hovercraft. Um, I'll you count, count hovercraft. Well, yeah. yeah, of course you have to count hovercraft. That's uh, that's they can go land to water, back yeah. to land. Yeah. Okay. Not a pill though. That's not. A, but it's an off-road vehicle. Um, flat off-road, but off-road. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. It's not paved. I don't know. I think there's some yeah. interesting stuff that we can still touch on in this, on this mm-hmm. topic, and I know that we're just scratching the surface, and we've only talked about trucks. We're, mm. We haven't really gotten into some of the other, you know, popular off-road vehicles yet. So we'll, we'll do that. We'll and be the, on the way with and that. And the gear, the, some of the gear is fascinating. When oh, I can't wait to do the gear. It's purpose-built materials mm. that, you know, for, for this this is designed specifically for this vehicle, for specifically for this reason. If you're going to do rock climbing in a Jeep Grand Cherokee, here's what you, or a Jeep Wrangler. Wow. Here's what you want to have. You have to have this for, mm. you know, well, you don't have to, but it's recommended. Right. It's um, almost like how to kit your car. Yeah, exactly. So that there's uh, there's some really cool gear that you can get, and then there's some necessities that we can talk about too. You know that sure. you should have like gloves and a winch to pull somebody else out yes. or yourself out of trouble. Yeah. Straps, um, mm-hmm. you know, chains, whatever. Um, there's a lot of lot of different type of gear that you need. I'm gonna take it full circle. Watch this guy. Okay. Okay. I've seen a hearse kitted out to go off-road <laughs> i think good. you may have seen it too because we live in the same town Very it's, good. it's got those it's got those wide tall wheels well, and I, when i say tall man i mean tall. let me ask you this is there an element of neon green involved in this a frame maybe a frame a frame of neon green spray painted neon green maybe. looks like a truck chassis underneath it does look like a truck chassis underneath hmm. Do you I think may, we may have seen the same one? Possibly, yeah. And oh, I, and you man. know what? That's not. I mean, I know it's unique to our area, that specific mm-hmm. one. But I have seen other four wheel drive hearses before. Mm. Uh, oh, one other quick thing before. Yes. I know you've just tied it up neatly no, no, with, no, a, no. with a bow there. But um, one thing that I have to mention: I saw some guys, uh, and this is terrible on YouTube. A lot of the descriptions with these types of vehicles will say something like, "And this isn't me." It'll say something like, "It doesn't get any more redneck than this." Uh, and here's what it is. A huge truck chassis, like a monster truck chassis mm-hmm. uh, with the wheels and everything. And they take the, uh, like the body of a pontoon boat without the pontoons. <laughs> and they put the, bo- you know, the flat deck yeah. part, the party part, I guess, yeah. on top of it, just a metal frame. And then bolt a bunch of seats to it. And then they drive that through like this big swampy area. And that is an off-road vehicle, like a swamp buggy that doesn't really go fast or anything but yeah. uh, gets them from point a to point B. a rolling party I, I know it's crazy and it's it's really it's kind of a neat vehicle to see but um yeah, these unfortunate you know descriptions of what happens but uh, dude that's super creative though. it is it really is yeah. it's, it's it's ingenious it's inventive yeah. and um i don't know kind of fun it looks like it looks like it could be fun for an afternoon i don't think i'd want to own one but uh looks like fun yeah i would want to hang out on one no but yeah. great capacity to take your friends with you because in most of these cars you know it's two people maybe uh sometimes there's a back seat but not often something like that you could take uh everybody yeah (laughs) all right so that about wraps it up for uh off-roading basics we've talked about uh the important things to know going into it and the different uh environments that you can find yourself off-roading in hopefully on purpose not because you took a wrong turn in albuquerque or something yeah and uh 
So we will see you next time. In the meantime, if you have any ideas or suggestions for a future episode, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the howstuffworks.com homepage. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.